Guys, we did it. We started this thing way back at January <laughs> and second sixteen. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah, we go through all fifteen and all sixteen or all seven. That doesn't sound right. No. I think we went through all sixteen. Yeah. And now we're going we have made it through all seventeen. That's right. Our first episode was twenty fifteen review. Yeah. Unofficially. Right. Because it's episode 100 of the Media Mode Podcast, your source for news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. My yeah, name it's is in Matt. that order. It's in that order. And give or take. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Welcome to episode 100. It is November the 28th. Yep. 29th. 29th. November 29th, Wednesday, November 29th, 2017. We are wrapping up. Pretty close here. We're wrapping up 2017. One it, more month after this. It's happening. It's happening. Uh, and we're actually entering my favorite time of the month. It's the most wonderful time of the month. Yes, because all the lists come out. It's almost list time. We'll it's have our list own list day. at the end of December. But before we get there, we have a regular ass podcast today. Even though it is episode 100, we're going to treat this as a usual episode of the podcast. We may do some sort of fun thing for the end of season two, but we'll see. Well, we have to get to end of season two. We have to get there first, and to get there, we have to finish this podcast, which means we start where we always start, which is the weekend box office numbers. Ooh. This was a good week. Yes. Because uh, a movie that we both really like uh, yes. was number one. Yep. Coco. Coco. Coco was number one. So you saw Coco. I did. Was it everything I said it was? So yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I agree with everything you had to say about it last week. Um, but the number one thing I was thinking about that whole time, well, first of all, I liked it. Yes. I mean, like is probably not the accurate term. I really enjoyed it. Like, Top five? Yeah, easily. Yeah, um, I know, right? Not only this year. Oh, yeah, of Pixar. But yeah, of Pixar, they did such a good know, job. That's what I said movie. last week. It's a visually stunning thing. Everything just pops. I'm giddy about it. It has, about it. it has such a consistent story. When you think about the good Pixar movies, I right. actually had this talk with our good friends, um, uh, some a couple of our good friends this oh, past one, weekend. Oh, the one who's very passionate about Disney? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And we were talking about the best of the best when it comes to Pixar. And depending on who you talk to, you can get wildly different results is another thing I found out when yeah. talking to people about this. Different people have different uh, movies up there. And what I've noticed is that the plotting is not always super consistent, even on the ones that people love. Like Up? Like Up. Like Wally. Yeah. There are movies that have really, really strong parts, but the plot kind of is its weakest point. Right, but visually it looks good yeah. and it tells a good story. Right. Until you start picking holes in it. <laughs> so the cool thing about Coco, that does not happen. No. That never happens. You There's a through line from start to finish. Everything fits. No scene is wasted. And everything gets No explained. character is wasted. But, yeah. You're right. It does a really good job of explaining the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Though, you gave me the impression that there'd be a lot more rules than there were. I see what you meant by what you were talking about last week. Yeah. But really, it does just enough for you to realize why things are happening. Right. And that's it. And then it does no more. It's just like, okay, here's here's what's going on. Here's here's why these characters are in their situation. And that's yes. It. And I think that uh, it's very clean that way. I was actually talking to my, my dad. I saw it with my father. Um, I was talking to my dad on the way home about like how... 
it's like it, from a screenwriting perspective they did a lot of really smart things like they didn't have too many characters there were just enough characters uh within the actual plot not counting of course is it like his extended family right but like there were just enough characters in the main plot to get things going you didn't need more than the four people were involved yeah and that's great that's a great script that's it, like that's, that's, that's evidence of a great script yeah so yeah i really really enjoyed it i think it's a really strong pixar movie um I don't know if I like it more than Inside Out. That is going to be a yes. thing that I'm going to have to talk about myself, and I'm going to have to see this multiple times to really get there. We may end up getting there <laughs> eventually, eventually with maybe. a bracket challenge oh, of man. Pixar That's going to be stuff. extra tough now that Coco exists. I know. <laughs> man, okay. Well, that's March. But, well, yes. That's uh, March. That may, we may even do something different for March. Maybe. We we'll don't know. See. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I saw I mean, that. That was very, very I good. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, we may just end up doing Marvel for March. Oh, no. Because, no. because it leads right into May. I don't have enough to talk about Marvel movies, though. It leads right into May. We, we can switch the rules, though. We can figure something out. We can out. switch the rules. Anyways. Anyways. Maybe bring in some pinch hitters for that. Yeah. Work. Anyways, Coco, number one, made $50 million over the weekend. Yeah. But over the total... It yeah. has made $72 million. Uh, Not a terrible number. Not a super amazing number. No. It didn't hit the 100 high of Toy Story 3, but as premieres go. Right. Um, but in terms of Pixar movies, yeah. it's solid. It's right in the middle. But the good thing about this thing is it's getting good word of mouth. It'll have good word of mouth. And it's going to have... It's going to have legs. This week, this upcoming week, to... Go ahead and pick up some steam as well, yeah. because nothing's coming out. Yeah, it's good. It's gonna have it's gonna a roll. nice little, light, nice little uh, path to make some more money. Yeah, because the next. So, uh, just to put it out there, the next big wide release. Yeah. Would be the following week, the eighth, which is just getting started. Right. Which is the old person movie. <laughs> I saw a great Twitter joke about Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And Movies that he stars in all being jokes about, we get it, he's old. Yes. It was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, the only really big one will be Star Wars. Yeah. That's that's kind of your December. Everybody got out of the way yeah. on purpose of that thing. Mm -hmm. Or they threw all their other movies under the bus. But for we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. What else is in this top five the box office this past weekend? Uh, so number two was Justice League. Uh, got a fifty six percent drop for a forty one million dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, made it number two. Hundred seventy one total domestically, not looking good. Yeah, but four hundred worldwide. So at least that's keeping it alive. Yeah. Uh, next we have number three with Wonder, with made twenty two million, a seventeen percent drop. Yeah. Uh, number four was Thor Ragnarok, made sixteen million, uh, twenty two percent mm. drop, but two hundred seventy. Uh, one hundred seventy million domestically, seven hundred million worldwide. Uh, across that seven hundred million, looks like it's gonna hit eight. So it's gonna be yeah. another uh Marvel hit. Great, which is great. And then rounding out your top five was Daddy's Home Two with fourteen million. Uh, yep, fifty one percent drop for that. Yeah, percentage wise, not a not a big, not a lot of steep drops actually. No. Very, very modular drops. Did everything kind of nudge down behind Right, Coco. well, cause, because the only thing, the only big release was Coco. Yeah. So yeah, everything kind of just, just popped down a step. Yep. Uh, but there's a movie not on this list that we both saw. Uh, well, first let's get with Coming Soon. Oh, do we want to do that first? Well, you yeah. pretty much already said nothing. Well, yeah. So this <laughs> upcoming weekend, 
There is no Nothing. wide release movie. Yeah. But there are two movies that should be on your radar. Okay. Uh, if you uh, are nearby any like limited release theaters, yeah. they'll be showing them. First one is The Shape of Water. This is the Guillermo del Toro movie right. about the deaf girl and the mon- mo- uh, water monster. It's like a sea monster, yeah. Yeah. I like to think it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. But not. But not. Yeah. It kind of looks, design-wise, it kind of reminded me. Yeah. It's on the trailer for this thing. Um, right, because we're related. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it seems, seems okay. I don't know. Yeah. Not really my kind of movie, but... Uh, I know, it's not, it's not, it's Guillermo del Toro, it's not a lot of people's movies, <laughs> it's not really on a lot of people's radars, but I'm glad but people that are being still said, throwing money at him and letting him make what he wants, Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> so if you want to see more independent movies, go see uh, Lady in the, or the Shape of Water. Yeah. Not to be confused with Ed Sheeran, The Shape of You. Yeah, no. No. Uh, no the not. other movie coming out this weekend that you should probably see if you're a movie nut like I am, that is The Disaster Artist. Right, that... They showed a trailer for that also that yeah. I saw this week. Yes. That looks pretty funny. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so far, that thing's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That, of course, being the James Franco movie about the making, the, a fictional account of the making of The Room. The, I don't want to say fictional account, but the... I, it's de- definitely a fictional, fictional account. Yeah. Well, it's based, it's based on real events. It's based off a book based, based on based real events. On, yeah, it's based on the book that's based on the making of the movie. Yes. But I'm sure they take liberties. It's a movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the disaster artist. That so those are two independent movies coming out this weekend. Uh, chances are your theater may be showing the disaster artist. It may. Or maybe showing the ship of water. Let's check it out. So uh, check it out. Check out your local listings. Yes, I will definitely be uh, trying to find uh, the uh, what was it? The disaster artist. Yeah. Uh, it looks great. I'll uh, have my thoughts on that this weekend. Cool. Uh, see if it's as good as people think it is. That being said, yeah, there's one movie out there that everyone cannot stop uh, raving about. We're going to go right into it. Because uh, we both saw this movie. So, yeah. Uh, Lady Bird. Okay, so, um, I this was on my radar uh, earlier, uh, like months ago, when I heard it was being made, because... Uh, the director and writer, uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, she's been in a couple things that I really liked. Uh, she collabed with uh, Noah Baumbach on the movie Francis Ha, right. which I really enjoy, um, and also has worked with him on a couple of other movies. Um, kind of up-and-comer um, in, the, in the indie movie scene, and this is her debut uh, writer and, uh, as, as director, director and writer of her own film. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, went to see this uh, the other day. Uh, it is it is excellent. It is a very very good movie. Um, it's, it's kind of a uh, coming of age film, but about a young woman as opposed to a young man. So, she, uh, in an interview, she said that she wanted to write something that would be kind of a female counterpart to something like Boyhood, um, basically showing a different kind of perspective about growing up. It's about her uh, hometown, Sacramento, as well. Um, uh, the main character in this grows up in Sacramento and is 18, kind of on the precipice of, of, of going up to college. It's about her experiences kind of going through Catholic school and musical theater classes and which friends she wants to keep and which schools she wants to wants to go to. And ultimately, it is a tale about also all that, but also her relationship with her mother. Right. Um, it's very... Interesting because it's it's a period piece in a way, but a very modern period piece. It's specifically set in the year two thousand two, 
which makes it incredibly of its like of a very specific time. So there are cell phones, but no one's really using them. There's like the war in Iraq is just getting yeah, constant, started. Constant Iraq war footage on the TV. It's just, it's it's such an interesting piece of stuff that we lived through. Yeah. As I was talking to Malia about this the other day, it's like it's such an interesting. Um, perspective because we're getting so close now for people directing and writing movies that are from our generation. Yes, Greta Gerwig's thirty-five, grew up, so she's about thir- she's thirty-five, so she's about like six or so years above us. But right. we're getting so close. We're like now we're seeing some of our own shared experiences on the screen now, and it's kind of a cool moment. And it's just going to get closer and closer. It's yeah, it's when uh, that new kid gets the iPod. <laughs> right, and everyone's like, ooh, yeah, it's like a big deal. Yes. But yeah, it, it, it's a very... Uh, my thoughts are up on the site. I, I, I do a better job of explaining my yeah, thoughts about you do. it in the, on the website. So check that out, mediaboatpodcast.com. I have my thoughts up there. I really enjoyed it uh, for a lot of reasons. She's a, she has a very good eye as a director, and I thought the script was way better than it needed to be. Oh, yes. I think it was, did a very good job of realistically depicting uh, how teenagers talk, which is a problem with a lot of movies about teens <laughs> is that they either undershoot it or way overshoot it. Right. Like that was always the critique about Diablo Cody's script for Juno. It was like, no, no teenager talks like this, which is technically true. Not right. saying that that's not a great script. I agree. I think that's still a great script, yeah. but no one talks like Juno does. No. Whereas these teenagers talk reasonably. <laughs> like there's that great, there's that great moment, even though she has her moments where the main character, Lady Bird or, Christine, I think, is your actual name. The character um, name. Yeah, yeah. Character yeah. Name. Her actual name is... What is it, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. The actress's name. We, we had to look this up. I've totally forgot. Did you remember? Say Ray. There's a Shay in it. Yeah. That's all I remember. Shay, show... I don't remember. Anyways, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, there's this moment where... like, There's a couple moments in the movie where she, like... She references things that other people in the room don't really understand, but she does it anyways. Yes. And and one one of the or or the reverse sometimes happens to her. There's that one bit where she's talking to the guy in the uh the in the the store, and he says something about wanting to get his hair to look like Jim Morrison, and she runs over to, to her, her brother, brother and says, "Who's Jim Morrison again?" <laughs> it's this great juxtaposition of this this. This girl who who knows more than she should, then also doesn't know enough. Right. It's, it's just such a realistic Which depiction is, of a teenager. Which is what a teenager uh, should think, and how they should yeah, think. Which exactly. Is, they think they know everything. They think they know how the world works. But she doesn't. But they don't. They don't. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a funny film. It's a film with a real heart. Yes. Uh, and it's a love letter to Sacramento. Yes. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so I saw this movie today, yeah. and rarely do I walk out of a theater thinking... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this movie. Right. I couldn't think of anything either. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, for a debut film for a director, Yes, like, that's pretty impressive. And the fact that she has so much more to do now. Like, she, she this, I was, I was telling Leah another thing, is like, yeah, this is going to be limited release, but the next thing she does is going to have a studio backing. Oh, yeah. Because that's how these things work. That's how it worked with, yeah, Cody. Well, it's also how A24 works. With, well, yeah, also, that's how A24 works. Uh, but yeah, um, so 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 yeah, you liked it too. Oh well, yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, like I said, uh, well, like you said, there's really it's a really great depiction of growing up, uh, basically as a 
teenager in any situation. Yeah. How you're fighting with, constantly fighting with your parents, trying to find who you are as a person, and trying to decide, like, who your friends are. It addresses, as well. It addresses so much in those relationships, too. Right. That it doesn't necessarily need to blow up. Like, the whole, like, bit with the mom, a lot of the tension between the mom and the daughter is about, like, this this tension between the class that her classmates are in, and I mean class, like, social class, right, social that her class. classmates are in at the Catholic school, and the actual money that hit her and her father makes. Right. And, and there's this weird tension. The movie never explicitly says, we're poor. It doesn't need to because you get that from the interactions. Right. You get, there's that the, one of the reasons why there's tension between the mother and the daughter is because of that. The daughter wants to have this life that the mother doesn't think is feasible, and the father just lost his job, so he can't support that life either. The brother is kind of you know he's working at coffee shop I, and I like grocery the, store. I like the fact <laughs> that the brother graduated from Cal. Yeah, <laughs> and had this whole like. Laissez-faire attitude about him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. There's little little bits of, I mean, obviously we're from Southern California. Yes. But bits of local Californian stuff was 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 very very cool to see. Right. And just like I don't know, it's there's just so much to say about this thing. Yeah, and the fact also with this thing is that it's a time capsule of sorts. Yeah, it is. It's definitely in its own time, in its own world. Um, it basically takes place without throughout a year, per se, time stamps. But everything that happens happens so fast and precise that you're still able to get a sense of everything that's going on and everything that they're trying to convey. Yeah. Without it being dragged on or trying to, like, being overblown, you which never, is great. Yeah. It holds great restraint, and I yeah. loved that thing. Loved about it. Yeah. You never. You never think about. You never stop to think about. Wait. When is this? Because it does such a good job of like. No. This is the next day. Or at a certain point later in the movie, this is the next month. We're already in New Year's. Yes. We're just blasting through the holidays because this is the point. We're trying right, to because, show you that things are going faster. Right. Also that you know nothing really happens. So let's just get straight to <laughs> the big parts. Yeah. Let's, let's let's skip to when things happen. Because yes. At this point, we need to. And it doesn't need to even explain kind of what happens at the end because you should be able to basically connect the dots through the movie yep. and be like, okay, she, she ended up X at Y place. And, and it, came with, came with Z, it came with Z revelation. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like we don't want to spoil too much. But, I mean, not really. But this kind of movie <laughs> is not really bent on spoilers. No. But uh, it really does. It works better if I don't explain uh, any of that. Yes. So, so yeah, I uh, definitely recommend seeking this out. It's in semi-limited release now. I think it's in wider than you think release is what I usually call it. Yeah. Because it, it's like limited where you might actually have it by you. So check again, check your local listings. Um, I'm sure you'll see this somewhere in like one of the larger multiplexes near you. So go check it out if it's playing near you. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Um, a, it could be, definitely will be, could be uh, in the... Um, I could see a screenplay nod and nothing yeah. else. Yeah. It's unfortunately one of those movies where it's like, I don't think it's going to... I don't think yeah. it's going to get any sort of uh, praise for anything except for possibly writing. I think if Greta Gerwig gets nominated, I think she should win. Well, uh, let's... Let's hold your horses there. Okay. Because we've got some news to go through. All right. Uh, first, one being, first one being about Lady Bird. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Um, this thing now holds the record for Rotten Tomatoes 100% score. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Uh, so the previous record holder, do you know? I don't know. Uh, it's Toy Story 2. That doesn't surprise me though. Which earned 100, which earned 163 100% <laughs> reviews. <Sorry. laughs> that was so creepy. Oh, Michael Kors. Freaking Michael Kors is just back there creeping on this girl. Yep. Sorry. Go so, on. 163. <laughs> 163 positive reviews. Give it a lot. 100%. That's a lot. Yes. Uh, Ladybird currently yeah. has over 164 uh-huh. uh, 100% positive reviews. That's all it needed to beat that record. Yes. <laughs> well, it has more than that, but yeah. it doesn't need more than Yeah, you beat it. Yes. So it currently holds the record nice. for the best reviewed movie. Yes, because we all sense. remember Best Picture winner Toy Story 2. No, I don't think I, don't think I follow your logic here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that means it's going to get any sort of other special critical right. award acclaim yeah. this year, unfortunately. Well, that being said, it, it's being considered an Oscar frontrunner because of it. Yeah, that's good. But it will face competition, uh, not only against uh, Jordan Peele's um, get, get Out. Get Out, yeah. But, we'll also probably get a screenplay nod. But also, Steven Spielberg's The Post, which is garnering right. great reviews, and AFI had just named it 2017 movie of the year. What? But no one's seen it. They have. Well, fine. Fine. But yeah. But yeah. Well, well that remains to be seen. Well, that movie is <laughs> going to be seen. But yeah, those are the top three movies right now yeah. running in the early lead for uh, Best Picture. Really? Really. Uh, I'll be oh, 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 sorry. There's a fourth one. But that leads me into my second story here. All right. The Gotham Awards. Yes. You remember the, the, the about the all about the independent movies, right? So those awards just happened, uh-huh. and we have winners. Okay. Uh, the big winner, best yes. picture, the best film, yes. independent film, is none other than. Oh, sorry, dead air. You uh, have to be more specific. Yeah, uh, it is. Call me by your name. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, it was in a preview before Lady Bird. Okay, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it it looks like about a growing, a coming, a coming of age story, and then also about being possibly homosexual. I, maybe not. Maybe we got different previews because I definitely did not see this. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not all previews are the same. All movies are treated the same. <laughs> but anyways, Call Me By Your Name won Best Feature Film. Okay. Uh, Jordan Peele won for Best Screenplay. Yeah. And the uh, Best Director for Get Out. Uh, previous top winners include Moonlight, Spotlight, and Birdman. Okay. All three. Two of three of those are good movies. All three went on <laughs> to win Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. Two out of three of those earned it. Name, name one of these things not like the other. <laughs> I feel like our answers are different. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> I could not. I could not care less about freaking Birdman. I could not care less S- about Moonlight. Screw, Screw Birdman. Bird <laughs> okay, moving on. All right. Uh, there's the actors. Uh, we're both on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> we cancel each other out. Uh, yeah, uh, also, for, in terms of actors, uh, Sari Rodin 
One. That's not how you say her name. Siri Ronan. Shay. Shay no more Ronan. I don't remember what it is. This has got to be a skit on SNL. No, they're not even going to touch that. Oh, they will. Anyways. Anyways. Miss uh, Ronan. Yes, she, uh, Miss Ladybird won. Miss <laughs> Ladybird. Well, won for Best Actress. Good. And, surprising. You know what? I could see her nominated now that you say that. And, uh, surprisingly, James Franco won for Best Actor for really? The Disaster Artist. That makes me just want to see that movie more now. I know, right? <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> that sounds great. Well, yeah. So, yeah, those are your, great. uh, top winners. Well, um, yeah, this will be a very, very interesting year because I feel like there isn't that much. I feel like we had the same this discussion last year too, where it was just taking so long for award season to get like mm-hmm. gears that we were like it was barely December, like it is kind of now yeah. almost December, and we're just like we still have no idea who the front runners are. Well, here's your top five uh, that I see. It's get out. Get out. It's well, probably Ladybird. I don't know. I feel like it's too too soon. Okay, but we'll see. Put put in Ladybird. Put in the Post because it's Spielberg. Post, sure. Put in Dunkirk. Dunkirk, I feel like came and went though. It did. I don't know if it has a chance outside we'll, of direction. We'll see. And effects. That thing will run the effects. It category. should run the effects category. That that's your sound winner for the year. <laughs> or Star Wars. No, it, it'll be Star, Star Wars, Wars and sound. It'll be okay. Star Wars and sound. Yeah, so I, that's my prediction. Way too early prediction. Yeah, and then um, yeah, that's it. I don't even know. Like, what else came out this year? That's even close. Baby Driver. I think that in a pre Kevin Spacey yeah. thing, I would have been yes, Baby Driver. But now it's kind of a big question, mark. right? Because I think hopefully what I want to see is directed. I want to see a director not. For Edgar Wright? For Edgar Wright. I think yeah. he, I think that would be a good, like, we're not just giving this to you for this movie, we're giving it to this for all of your movies to this point yeah. kind of award. I could see that in doing that. Because he is, and he earned it for this one. Oh, yeah. And, oh, maybe sound editing? Uh, definitely good Sorry, for mixing. stunts. Sound mixing. 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 Uh, I'd like to give it for stunts. Yeah, that was a category. But it's yeah, it's not. Um, but other than that, though, I think Baby Driver... I mean, maybe screenplay, but that's a... It's an original screenplay. Yeah. Which is great, because... It would be competing, though, with Get Out and Lady Bird. I do. Which would be... Hi, Doctor. Really, really tough Which is weird, because I'm trying to to compile my list for uh, top movies of the year. It's tough. And they may all be original movies. Which is great, right? Which is great. I think I will probably say the same thing. Uh, I I may just have Star Wars in there, because uh, from what I've heard... Yeah. If Star Wars is good, it'll be on my list, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's one that will be on my top five movies that is not necessarily an original work. <laughs> That's Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman? Yeah. Okay. But the other three... Oh, yeah, because that came out earlier this year. So did Logan. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good year for movies. It was yeah, a great year. Yeah, a lot year. of studio... It's studios. just not a great year for Oscar movies. Yeah. It's a great year for movies. Yeah. There were so many of them and so many different yep. ones. But speaking of year for good movies and yeah. of comic book movies... Okay. Marvel. Let's get it back on track. We've talked about that for a long time. Yeah. Marvel <laughs> uh, unleashed the first trailer for Avengers Infinity War today. So my coworkers were talking about this. I watched this thing. It's cool, but they were making fun of the way Thanos looked. Because he doesn't have his helmet. 
One goes in his helmet, and two just like a, a big, like, purple guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's unarmored. Yeah. It's, it's just Tim in unarmored. I mean... Does he look like a penis? No. Does he look like an upside-down penis? He looks like a California raisin. Ha! <laughs> wait. Does he... Wait, wait, wait. Like, 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 like an actual raisin, or the California raisins? Like, 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 had... like the California raisin, okay. if he was trained by, uh... The Governator. So Arnold Schwarzenegger in the California Ra- California Raisins. Yes. This fall. Yes. The the su- this May. <laughs> this summer. This, yeah, this summer summer release. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> That'd be a dumb movie. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> but well, weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, first trailer dropped and it looks good. Uh, definitely a lot of big. They did a good job of highlighting all the heroes. Highlighting Thanos and also highlighting the Infinity Glove, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, expect more for this thing. Uh, expect bigger uh, things to come. Mm. And as we get closer to uh, May fourth, or sorry, May third. No, May fourth. It's a May fourth <laughs> release, but I'm seeing it on May third. May the fourth. They, they, this movie. Well, yeah, because that's the Friday. <laughs> also, that date, May fourth, twenty eighteen. Also marks the 10-year anniversary of when Iron Man first came out. Right, so 10-year of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU. Yes. The official MCU. Right. The Marvel Studios. Yes. MCU. Cool. Yep. Yeah, so that marks the, the, tenth, the 10th anniversary for that. And, cool. yeah, five years, yeah, it would be five years since uh, the first Avengers. So look forward to that. All right, all right, and that and speaking of Disney, well, well, Disney. one final piece of, of Disney news here. Okay, we have casting confirmation for Mulan. Oh, live action Mulan. Live action Mulan. Uh, just a bunch of Szechuan sauce, right? Uh, just walking around. No, that's <laughs> the river. <laughs> just full of Szechuan sauce. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what? Who's in Mulan? Uh, Mulan will be played by Chinese actress Hey Liu Yuffie. Okay. AKA Crystal Liu. I feel like you're not pronouncing any of this right. Probably. Sure. Uh, AKA, <laughs> uh, AKA Crystal Liu. Uh, she is set star in the lead That's role. That's when you go to the bathroom and it's all uh, diamonds. A uh, Crystal Liu. Sorry. Go on. Yes. She is set to star in the in the live action adaptation of Mulan as Mulan. So the casting no. team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mulan has Feng Shui. Yes, that's Mushu, weirdly enough. Because yeah. he is, uh, he is, she is the lead of that thing. Yes. Uh, so, the casting team visited five continents and saw nearly 1,000 candidates for the role. Damn. Because it requires not only martial arts skill, but also English, to be right. able to speak English, that's and cute. have a star quality. Uh, she has been one of China's most popular actresses. Of the current generation, since oh. breaking out with a series of hit TV dramas, while still being a teenager enrolled in the Beijing Film Academy, uh, she has uh, dro- uh, she's acted alongside Jackie Chan and Jet Li in 2008's The Forbidden Kingdom, okay. and in 2014's Outcast, outs uh, opposite Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen, and Andre 3000. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, the same no, no newbie here, okay, which is good. 
And so... <laughs> Don't get distracted by seal. R R seal. Yes. You must have uh, recovered from those wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in the scars. Yeah, so uh, Nikki Caro, who directed The Zookeeper's Wife, will be directing the film. Slated 2019 release date. Nothing confirmed, but somewhere in 2019. Maybe late. 2019. Um, yeah, then we got Lady Birds, which we already did. So let's move yeah. on. Cool. All right. So Moving on to sports. our sports corner. Yep. So if you were following the uh, NCAA football, that is college football, you would know that everyone cheered as Alabama lost this weekend. Yeah. But in doing so... Ty got rolled. Yeah. <laughs> Ty got rolled, rolled and war got eagled. <laughs> uh, but it also throws the college football players into a bit of a flux. Doesn't it? Yes. Because uh, top four teams go to the college football playoffs. With Alabama being knocked down to number five, we don't know who's going to be one through four now. Uh, so, good luck. Most likely this will be the winner of the... Uh, because this weekend is all of the conference championship games, it's basically going to determine where everyone's going to be seated. And this upcoming Sunday is Bowl Day. Right. Where y'all get your salads and your Super Bowls. <laughs> and uh, it's where, every, where all the top 25 teams yeah. in college football get uh, placed into their selected bowl games. And so you like the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. With delicious chips. Yep. And the <laughs> Fight for Hunger Bowl. <laughs> the Tostitos. Yes, the Fiesta Bowl, the Crash Fight for Hunger Bowl, the AT&T Cotton Bowl. The, I feel like all the, 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 the sponsors we're Sonic saying Rose right Bowl. now are all incorrect now, but yes. <laughs> Those are all different sponsors now, but yes, yes. the bowls remain the yes. same. They're, they're all fine for the Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> Capital One Bowl. Wait, what? <laughs> the, 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 the Capital One Bowl presented by Dr. Pepper. Or, or Dr. Pepper Championship game presented by Capital Dr. One. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's one of my always favorite things. Is when they're like, the Toyota Halftime Show brought to you by Toyota. In case you didn't get that the first time. No, because always, because always the Bridgestone halftime show yeah. presented, presented by, by Pepsi, Pepsi and Bridgestone. <laughs> so dumb. Yep. Anyways. Anyways, um, so get your college football on this upcoming weekend as people as a uh, cheer on your own team or not. Cheer on your own team. Cheer, cheer on your own team. My team's out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of my team being out, this right. is also the last week for your regular season fantasy football teams. Yep. Uh, I had a chance last week to still be in the hunt until the Saints decided to play Camara instead of Ingram, and I yeah. got... Yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't was good for me. Uh, so I'm officially out of my, both my fantasy leagues, uh, but I can still win the coveted toilet bowl. You could. Yes. If I do win, that's a $25 prize. So for those of us who have completely dropped off the season, who are the, the, the teams who will likely clinch? Um, not the Giants. Okay. That's not what I asked. Who are the ones? Who are the teams? To the watch? teams? Um, in their respective divisions. Most likely, most likely uh, in, be in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's see. We have... Steelers, 
Patriots, Rams, right, which are top of their division. Yeah, um, Saints are at the top of their division, and <laughs> and um, I think Dallas. Da- oh no, no, the Eagles. My bad. Yeah, Eagles. the Eagles are on the right. top. Just don't the Eagles have like the best record in football right now? Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, so those those are five of the six five. Five of the twelve teams. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. These. That's just off the top of my head too. To see, because well, we're getting to the last month, so this yeah. is the final four, like four or five games, the final yeah. push to make the playoffs. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, moving on. Yep. Television news. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, lastly Wait. in sports, okay. uh, we must uh, bid a farewell to Ellie. Eli, yeah, I saw it on a TV in my. Office lobby today. Yes. That Eli is being uh, put aside for the time being. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Ellie Manning will not be starting this Sunday, thus breaking his streak of yeah. consecutive starts at 210. Right. Um, I believe that is the current record. I think. Right. Steelers. Uh, Dr. Tumbling over here. Yeah. Um, what the record is. But yeah, 210 consecutive starts. Um, That's a lot. It's impressive. So yeah, so the, he will be breaking that though. And why are they taking him out? Because of performance or yeah, he had concern? Been, like, well, he has been performing well, and he's also uh, took the option to step down himself. Right. Saying that, why well, start a game if I know I'm not going to be the one finishing it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they could have put it in, started the starting quarterback, like for the first quarter or half or series, yeah. and then put in Geno Smith afterwards to but keep the streak alive. He's basically just like, at this point, at this point, let's submit, let's Geno play. Yeah. He started every game since 2004. He's yeah. essentially benching himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, basically, he's just saying, um, why, why play the game? Yeah. And why continue the record if there's going to be like a, well, you never finished like these games. Yeah. So like it doesn't really count. So it's like an That's unofficial fair. game. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to actual TV. Actual television news. January okay. 1st is fast approaching. Okay. The Rose Parade. Yeah. Will be br- brought to you by every major network television. You sure will. Um, including Amazon. What? That's not a major network. They're trying to be. Major network. Major network. (laughs) But yeah, Amazon will be broadcasting the Rose Parade uh, streaming on their... uh, This is smart. Amazon. This is really smart because there's a handful of things that you can only get on network television and that's one of them. Is stuff like parades and specials and stuff like that there's some things you can only still get on network tv and so this is smart for amazon taking something that's traditionally network only and giving it to streaming well here's the thing that they can do this because under a under some written bylaw no one person can like no one no one network has the sole broadcasting rights for the rose parade no one network can have all, all that power. power yes <laughs> So that's why all the networks run it. 
Except for yeah. tape, except for Channel Five, which runs it consistently yeah, all day. They have nothing else to show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, yeah, so Amazon will be uh, doing a live broadcast of the Rose Parade, and they got two um, two news anchors to cover it for them: Cord Horsenbeck and Tish Gadigan. Were those words? Those were words. That you just said? Yes. Cord Hornbeck and Tish Gadigan. Okay. They'll be covering the parade for Amazon. Now, if you don't know who these people are, you maybe know them by their uh, oh, other names. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I saw an ad for this. Is this, this is the funny or die thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's not actually... Alright. Come on, come clean. This is not actually a... Just, okay. Reveal. Do the reveal. Okay, so uh, <laughs> these are, are will be characters. Yeah. Uh, these are actually characters played by top-notch comedians. Will Ferrell will be playing Court Hortonbeck and Molly Shannon will be playing Tish Gadigan. Right. Uh, they will host a live broadcast for the streaming platform. Uh, it will be a combination of scripted comedy with, improv- with improvisation mm-hmm. uh, during the morning broadcast live on Monday, January 1st, 2018 at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to get up super early in the morning, I guess this is the way to watch the parade. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch something dumb. <laughs> well, it's 8 a.m. Pacific, 11, p. 11 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. No. We'll see. <laughs> So if you if you, so if you want to watch the Rose Parade with a bit of comedy twist to it, yeah, a comedy twist could be all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Next. Next. To this man. Yeah, another one by Dust. Uh, so like I said, normally we won't be reporting on this, but because he is a prominent uh news anchor on the Today Show, lasting for the past fifteen something years. I want to say 15, maybe 20 yeah, years. Been longer, I feel. Yeah. 20 years 20 ish. Years something. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lauer has been let go by NBC. Yep. Uh, he's been fired uh, after an employee filed complaints about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace. Uh, however, the Today Show colleagues knew that multiple news outlets were investigating Lauer's off camera conduct, like the New York Times. So they were not surprised when this happened. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lauer was accepting of the decision and expressed remorse. Uh, the inappropriate behavior occurred while Lauer was in Russia covering the Winter Olympics uh, in 2014. Great. Okay. At least that's the one we know about, or the yeah. one they were investigating. Exactly. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. I mean, we don't really need to dwell on this. It's the same thing we've said the last... Billion weeks. I know. We're gonna come, we're gonna, so at the I feel like I'm gonna come to a list at the end of the year <laughs> of the top five. We're not gonna do that. No. The the Weinstein list top five. I'm, I'm vetoing that idea right away. We don't no. need to talk about it like that. We don't need to commodify the uh, into a list. All right, we're gonna bracket it and then determine who's the worst one. You lost the job, and I'm glad because don't do that stuff. Don't do that crap. It shouldn't happen. All right, done. Moving on. Moving on. Speaking of no doing this crap. Okay. That is former Glee star Naya Rivera. Okay. 
she was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor domestic battery after alleged uh, altercation with her husband, Ryan Dorsey. According to her authorities, a domestic violence complaint led deputies to responding and finding Dorsey with minor injuries uh, to the head and face. The couple had filed for divorce two months ago before they called off. They called it off, saying that they would work it out. And then this happens. Yeesh. Okay. Well, also, don't do that crap. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't hit each other. Yep. Domestic abuse is a problem. Um, uh, on both sides. Uh, everybody. Yeah, just, just be safe. Make sure you're treating everybody with respect. Don't don't punch your significant other. Unless they're a Nazi. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right, and moving on to our final story of the news. Netflix. Netflix, as always. Yeah. So Netflix is getting a new show. It wouldn't be the Media Boy podcast if we didn't talk about Netflix. Yep. So they're getting so, a new wait, show. Wait, wait. Is this the 100th time we talked about Netflix? Seeing as we probably talked about it on every single episode of this podcast? Uh, uh there's just an episode where we haven't talked about really? it. I find that extremely <laughs> hard to believe. It is very rare that we don't talk about something doing with or about Netflix. Netflix always comes up. Yes. This has to be the one at the time we've talked about Maybe. Netflix. They are, well, same thing with, like, Disney in general. Like. Yeah. They're, they're probably the, talked about Disney a hundred times, at least. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyways, Netflix is getting a new show. Yes. Uh, it's heading, uh, Netflix is heading into an underground sex therapy clinic. What? With its latest series, Sex Education. Okay. This is the coming of awkward age dramedy created by Laurie Nunn. Wait a minute, is this just the sequel to Big Mouth? No. This is the live action <laughs> version of Big Mouth. Let's <laughs> know. Uh, this tells the story. Wait, that wouldn't work. This tells the story of Otis Thompson, okay. a socially awkward high school virgin. So it's the sequel who lives, to Big Mouth. Who lives with his sex therapist mother. What? He teams up with his whip-smart bad Wait, wait, wait. Stop Maeve. for a second. Sex therapist is describing the mother? Or did you say sex therapist's mother? The, the, the mother is a sex therapist. Thank you. Okay. That's <laughs> way less yep. weird. Uh, so he teams up with Maeve to set up a clinic to deal with their fellow students' weird and wonderful problems. Okay. Uh, it is the first Netflix order for Eleven Films, the Channel 4 back production company, and it will begin production in spring of 2018 with a launch sometime in 2019. So Channel 4. This is a British production. It's a British production. Got it. Probably going to air on on British Netflix. Yeah, before it comes here. Before it comes here. But it'll come here. Eventually. We seem to be getting a lot of the international English language stuff. Yeah. So we'll probably get that. Yeah, we'll probably if get we it. If we get the freaking British Bake Off, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we do. <did. laughs> Alright. All right. All right, that brings us to our cancellations it and renewals. Sure does. Cancellation renewals. Yep. Uh, so, one of your favorite shows got renewed. Yay! Which one? Mystery Science Theater 3000. I heard about this. Season 12 in the can. Yep. Season 12 for, on Netflix or season 2 The uh, Netflix. second Netflix season, but season 12 of the show proper. Yes. Which is great because this yeah. thing originally started as a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. Uh, great, yeah, it's great news. I'm glad that they picked it up. I was not surprised that they did, considering how popular the reboot was and yeah. how critically uh, popular it was as well. The fans even love it, and those fans are fickle, let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, my dad ended up coming around on, around on it. You know, he likes a surprise pet novel. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't really much of a surprise. No, we, we didn't come uh, <laughs> A rare non-surprise. Yes. 
Patton Oswalt. But yeah, I, it was great. Uh, and so I'm glad they're making more. Okay, cool. What else? Okay, moving on to... Uh, oh, what else we have? We have Wisdom of the Crowd. You know that Jeremy Piven show? Oh, right, that thing. That thing got canceled. Yeah, it did. Well, we don't know if it got canceled or not. Oh. Uh, currently, it is sitting at 13 episodes, and CBS has not ordered more, but they also haven't officially canceled it yet. Weird. Okay. They're just waiting it out. Yeah. Seeing how the ratings go. And seeing how Jeremy Piven reacts to all this stuff. I don't think Jeremy people Piven react cares. to Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Jerry, is that your new YouTube channel? People react to Jeremy Piven? Yes. Uh, next we have Man with a Plan on CBS. It's a full second season, uh, 21 episodes. Okay. As well as Superior Donuts gets 21 episodes as well. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Someone somewhere is watching Superior Donuts. It's the most watched network. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they have Jennifer Nettles singing, and the guy from Sugarland is behind her, but they're not billing them as Sugarland. They're just billing her Jennifer Nettles. Yes. This is weird. Sorry. Go on. Okay. <laughs> now we have our people who died. Okay. Uh, first is Mitch Margo, age 70, singer-songwriter of The Tokens. We also have Wesley L. Fox, age 86, was a Marine colonel and Medal of Honor recipient in 1971. We have Julio Oscar Machoso, age 62, actor in Planet Terror, Jurassic Park 3, and Bad Boys. We also have Robert Popwell, age 70, was a bass guitarist. Bass guitarist. Bass guitarist. So he in, played with Fish? Yep. In yeah. The Young Rascals and The Crusaders. Okay. And uh, we also have Bud Moore, age 92, NASCAR Hall of Fame team owner. And finally, Rance Howard, age 89, actor in Apollo 13. Edward and Frost Nixon. Yeah. And if that last name sounds familiar, yes. Rand, Rance father Howard is of. the father of Clint Howard and Ron Howard. Ron Howard's dad. And grandfather to Bryce Dallas Howard and Paige Howard. Right. Okay. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Uh, before we exit television then, a uh, real brief thing. Uh, I forgot. I would have brought this up before the desk, but I had forgotten. Malia uh, and I checked out the... Uh, First episode of The Marvelous Miss Maisel, the new Amazon uh, show. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. I've seen a poster for it, but I can't tell you what that thing is about. So it's the new Amy Sherman Palladino show. Uh, I know who that if is. that name sounds familiar, uh, is the uh, writer, uh, response, writer and creator responsible for Gilmore Girls and uh, later Bunheads, if anybody remembers Bunheads. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is her new gig uh, on Amazon. It's her first show on a streaming network, so it's her first show without the limits of television, and she fully takes advantage of that. It is very much an adult show, um, so it's kind of an adult twist on her usual uh, uh, writing style, although it is exactly what you think it is. Like, if I was telling Malia while we were halfway through it, I was like, if I didn't know this was a Paladino show, I would have figured it out halfway through. Because the dialogue is written in the same kind of same snappy, yeah. same kind of random references, except this one is a period piece. Okay, it takes place in the early nineteen fifties. It is about a housewife whose um, uh, husband walks out on her, and uh, 
she decides to, or more likely happens into, um, a career, a, a burgeoning career as a comedian, as a stand-up hmm. comedian. And so it's it's that's the setup for the show is basically she's training to be a comedian because she's actually the funny one, as opposed to the husband who was trying to be a comedian and was just stealing people's bits. Um, it seems promising so far. It's not perfect. Uh, there were a couple of real real. Um, stinkers in there uh, joke wise uh, but overall it's directed well it's uh most of the gags hit and uh if you like paladino stuff uh check this out so if you have amazon give that a looky-loo it's all up there uh, season one's up there right now okay now we can move on to music to music to music and the billboard and the billboard list right here first your hot 100 your singles list Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage is still your number one song. Number two, though, Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug, new to the top five. Number three, Gucci Gang, A Little Pump. Number four, Thunder by Imagine Dragons. And five, moving up into the top five, it was a little lower, four, Perfect by Ed Sheeran, the new Ed Sheeran single. Perfect. Moving on to your albums list, Reputation by Taylor Swift, still oh, number one. your number one album. I told you it would stick around because it's the only one that's actually sold this yeah. year. Number two, though, debuting at number two, and just barely, I'm sure, missing that top spot. The Rest of Our Life, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, their second du uh, uh, duets album. Yes. Uh, after 10 years from the last one. Um, debuts at number two is a strong debut from that. Number three, Thrill of It All by Sam Smith moves down. Number four, speaking of country music legends, Garth Brooks with the anthology, part one, the first five years. Uh, that Garth Brooks also has a channel on Sirius. Yeah, no surprise there. Yep. And, and rounding out the top five, it's that time of year again. Oh no. We did this last year. Oh no. And it's going to happen again. Oh. A Pentatonix Christmas is your number five album, and it will not go away. Is it... Is was that the 2014 album? It, I believe that thing is two years old. Like, at least, if not three. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that thing's ancient, but it's still up there because people, for some inexplicable reason, love pentatonics. It is, it is the season, at I guess. Christmas time. I would... I mean, they only appear at Christmas time. I would swap that with a very tasty Christmas. Moving on. Let their smoke. Christmas. They, they updated album. it. They did. They're doing an update to oh, the commercials. No. So weird. Go on. Keep going. We're getting distracted. Do you know you read that same commercial for 21 years? I know. We're getting distracted. That one and the uh, Kisses Jingle Bells yeah. thing is the two longest running commercials yeah. like ever. Yeah, I on. swear. We have to. Alright, moving on. on to the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, the Grammy nominations happened. And, oh my god, I think uh, one of... Uh, oh, wait, sorry, new releases. Oh, right. Let's do that real quick. Yeah, uh, Andy Grammer, The Good Parts. Okay. Chief Keef, The Dedication. <laughs> right. Uh, Chris Hamilton releases Volume yeah. 2 from uh, from a Room. Uh, Miguel, War and Leisure. Neil Young and Promise of the Real, The Visitors. Roy Woods with Say Less. The Faceless. It Becoming a Ghost. Van Morrison with Versatile and U2, Songs of Experience. U2 <laughs> will be your musical guest this weekend on SNL. 
Like it or not. <laughs> yep. So, Grammys. Right, so... They're old. They're... This is actually a big shocker with the major categories yeah. this year. Uh, for reasons I'll get to in a second, but... The yeah, way there, there's no it, Lincoln Park. No. The way I'll put it real briefly is uh, one of the music blogs I follow uh, put it put it as, as the following. Right when I thought I was out, they dragged me back in. <laughs> because if you recall, last year's Grammys was just even the nomination just like, oh my god, I don't care. I don't care, I don't care. You can roll back the tape. It was Beyonce. Last year, we were talking, no, that was the year before. Last year was freaking Ed Sheeran freaking rolling over everybody. Was Remember it? that disaster of a year? Was it? Yes, no one cared. Wow. It was really bad. Okay. But this year, the album of the year category by itself is a testament to how stuff has changed in a year. Um, there are no white men in this category. It yeah, happened. It yeah, happened. It finally happened. We did it. You know where they all are, though? In the alternative yeah, album category? <laughs> Every single one of those people was a white man. Yep. Well, no. Uh, Arcade, I'm, I'm being generous. Arcade Fire does have women in it. But that's <laughs> being said. Yeah. All right. That being said, your records of the year. Well, y- y- or albums of the year. Record of the year is a different category. No, no, no. Yeah, record of the year. Oh, you want to do record of the year first. Yeah. Okay. Or you're gonna go so, reverse. Uh, one of the confusing things about the Grammy is that there Grammys is there is both a record so, so, uh, of the year and record? a song of the year. So the record of the year, song of the year, so and album of the year. Record of the, record of the year goes to producer of yes. a single. Right. Song of the year goes to writer of a single. Yes. Album of the year goes to an album for the artist. So that's how to de- designate them. Right. <laughs> so then let's start with. Uh, Although, yes, the artist also technically wins the other two awards. Yeah. So what do you want to start with? Record, song, or album? I mean, personally, I think album matters more, but I think record of the year is the one that is actually the prestige prize. Okay. So, album of the year. We have Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. That's the out there pick out of all these nominations. Yes. This is the one that doesn't really fit. I think almost partially because of how high-profile freaking Donald Donald Glover is right now. I think that this is almost kind of a gimme. Yeah. I don't think he earned this. But you can't really get mad at Donald Glover. Well, if he wins this, he's just one M or one. Yeah. Uh, he just needs the T. No. Right? Does he not have any Emmy? No, he doesn't have an Oscar. He doesn't have an Oscar? No. No, I guess not. No, he's just one Oscar shy of. He has an Emmy. He doesn't have a Tony. Uh, Tony! <laughs> I don't think he has Tony then. No, he has a Peabody. He would be halfway to the knee. Yeah, he's halfway to the knee. Got this. If he if he wins. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So uh, what else? Gambino. We have four forty four with by Jay Z. Yeah. We have damn. Yes. Kendrick with Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. Uh, melodrama from Lord. Yeah. Which is surprise too. Yeah. And twenty four karat magic. Okay. Before we Mars. move on, what do you think? Prediction. Prediction. Um, well, what would you like to win, and then what do you think is going to win that category? Uh, let's see here. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Jay-Z win. Really? Yeah. But who do you think is going to win? <laughs> Bruno Mars. Really? Yeah. I mean, Bruno he's Mars a is kind of a universal pick. He's a universal yeah, popular. He's a safe one. Yeah. I, but however, I saw a take on the internet that I'm kind of like, once I read it, I was like, okay... That's prob- they're probably right. They will probably give it to Jay-Z because it's kind of a career 
award as opposed yeah. to a album award. That's my prediction for what they what they will do. However, right, well, I think is, the best album on this list is Lords. Right. Well, this uh, I think that melodrama is the real answer, but they're not. No way is she gonna win. Right. Well, I think this is Jay Z's first album since the Blueprint Three. That's been nominated. Right. For a Grammy. That's been nominated. Right. Well, he did the dual album, uh, Watch the Throne, Watch with the Kanye Throne was West. Not up for album, but it was an album yes. because that's the thing that Kanye's all built out of shape with is that he's never gotten an album of the year not. Yeah. And so yeah, it's anyways. Yeah, but yeah, I think that I think this could very well be Jay Z's year unless what you're saying the safe pick of Bruno Mars wins because yeah, I could easily see that happening. Right, that'd be an Ed Sheeran style upset win, like last year. Right, I think most, I think for most people, uh, Bruno Mars' album is the safer bet, the it safer is. play. It is, but they also introduced new online voting this year, uh, which means a younger voting set hopefully is getting involved, and anyone can vote. So, so yeah, you can be looking at more. who knows. Yeah, that's know. the that's the crazy thing is that actually I wouldn't mean that's the thing about this year is that. If any of these won, it'd be okay. Right. I'm not mad at any of these nominations for album. All right, yeah. Moving on. Uh, uh, for Song of the Year. Yeah. We have Despacito. 444. It was everywhere. Issues. 1-800-273-8255. And that's what I like. This is a tough one. Because even though it was number one for like forever, the, I don't know that many the, people who are thinking about the critical like nature of Despacito. Yeah, <laughs> like that is I don't, I don't know if I've heard anyone this year, all year, counting the year twenty seventeen, say, you know what's a good song, Despacito. No, it's just it's something that just was air that we breathed in the summer. It yeah. was not, not something that people wanted to hear. It was just there. It's there. <laughs> so I don't know if that will win. Yeah. So I don't know this one. This one's tough. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Bruno Mars. That's what I like. It's, yeah, that's a safe pick. It's a safe pick because that's also what I like. That's <laughs> what you like. It is what I like. <laughs> it's what I like. Yeah, Bruno yeah. Mars is that's what I like. I'll probably go with you because it's the easiest one. Yeah. I mean, it, you could do other stuff. I mean... I just don't think... It, like, like, if you want to go with, If you want to go in the Jay-Z route and do 444... I haven't heard it. I don't even know what that song sounds like. Right. <laughs> like... I don't know. And, and yeah, I don't think the other ones, uh, singles on this list are strong enough. Right. Okay, we're going to record then. All right, record of the year. Redbone, uh, Childish Gambino. Despacito, Luis Fonzi. Uh, the Story of OJ, Jay-Z. Yeah, the other Jay-Z song. Humble, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And 24 Karat Magic, Bruno Mars. This better be Humble. It has to be Humble. But I don't think it's going to be, but I think it should be. Yeah. It, that was also something... That not only was critically acclaimed, but also for some crazy reason, actually got a lot of radio play. Yeah, it was number one this year. You you know what I like about Humble? Yeah, that it was already done by the Lonely Island. It's a different Humble. It's a different Humble. Anyway, <laughs> it's a very different Humble. Okay, uh, moving on. There's a bunch of other. Oh yeah. Uh, we're not going to go through all. No, we can't. Stuff. Well, eventually down the line when we get closer to awards tonight, I will actually do a thing for the site like I did with the Emmys. Yeah. I'll do predictions, both uh, full uh, full list for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll both give you our full breakdowns of what we think should win. So yeah, look forward to that on MediaBoatPodcast.com. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. So speaking of twenty four karat magic, as we always are, and Bruno Mars. Uh, Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Him being in our newsfeed. What about him? 
Uh, he's doing something I like. Okay. He's donated $1 million to those affected by the Flint water crisis. Great. Uh, more than 100,000 residents of the Michigan City are thought to have been exposed to the water with high levels of lead from uh, the 2014 news cycle. God, that's only been three years ago. And it still isn't resolved. Nope. Good job. Uh, funds from the sold-out concert in Auburn Hills, which is a in a Detroit suburb, were uh, were sent to the Community Foundation of Greater Flint, which aims to help with immediate issues stemming from the crisis, from the uh, water crisis, as well as future needs of the children in the city. So Bruno Mars doing good things. Yeah. Good job, Bruno Mars. Yeah, good job. I like when uh, people put their money where they're. Talonis. Or something. Well, where, where it's needed. <laughs> I like where it's needed, needed. exactly. Yes. When you can give and you do give. Oh, then you must love this guy right here. Alright. Chance the Rapper. He's Mr. Giver. <laughs> Man, yeah. He's never not giving something. Yep. Guess what he's giving to this time. Oh, I don't know. Chicago Public Schools? That was last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, what's this time? Uh, still schools. <laughs> okay. Uh, this will be teachers, though. Cool. He, he now has a new way to, sh- to show support for America's educators and the education system by announcing a brand new award show, hmm. the Twilight Awards. Okay. Not about the books. <laughs> no? No. It's not just best vampire goes to uh, vampire guy? Nope. His name. Edward. 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 Nope. Uh, this, these awards are said okay. to recognize... Teachers, parents, principals, and students that convey leadership in and around the Chicago area school district. Okay. The event will feature plenty of guest performances, as Chance the Rapper calls in favors. Of course. And a big one being that it will be hosted by James Corden. Weird. Yeah. Weird choice. It is. Weird ch- choice, Chance. I don't know. For host? Yeah. yeah. Could have done better than that. At least get Seth Myers. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. That's happening. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Chance the Rapper doing good stuff. Yeah. And lastly, Doctor, pay attention. Uh-oh. The Eagles. The, the band. The band. The Eagles. Yes. Will be going back on tour. Huh. So, you remember how in 2014, when Glenn Frey... Die right. and uh, Don Henley came out and said, "That's it. We're not doing any more tours. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Um. Well, time heals all wounds. Well, not well, all. no, no, um, not all wounds, but <laughs> careful. Yes, um, but yeah. I mean, uh, so are they going to uh, add a member to their repertoire? Or yes. Are they, okay. They have announced a 2018 North American tour that will feature the same iteration of the band. Uh, so you'll have uh, Don Henley, uh-huh. Joe Walsh, and Timothy B. Schmidt. Joining the band will be Vince Gill oh. and Deacon Frey, oh. Glenn Frey's son. Okay. Yep. Vince Gill, um, uh, a legendary uh, country artist. Yep. Uh, most notably, the band will be uh, joined uh, by several performers, cool. including... Jimmy Buffett at four of these oh, shows. I said cool too soon. James Taylor <laughs> at two of them. Okay. And country superstar Chris Stapleston. This all we'll checks out. This 100% all checks out. Yep. 
Uh, Don Headley famously said that the band would end in So Jimmy Buffett, James Taylor, Chris Stapleton, Mark and Dua Bar. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, Don Henley said that the band would end in 2016 following Glenn Frey's death, but he changed his mind. Uh, so far, the tour doesn't have any major cities on the West Coast, the closest one for us being Colorado, Denver. Yeah, uh, well, make a trip. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Christmas is don't, coming up. Don't spoil things. All right. Okay. All right, what else? Let's see. Uh, isn't he? Glenn's son in the edition? Yes. It's Fry, not Frey. We're going to this, by the way. <laughs> She's already decided. She's already this decided. This is happening. It's, Colo- it's a Colorado. I mean, we were just talking about going back to Colorado. Well, there you go. To friends. So, yep. Uh, we're going to this. So, yeah. So, we're going to Jimmy Buffett and the Eagles. Uh, I'll, d- doctor, I'll send you the link. Don't Together worry. again for the first time. Yeah, I'll, doctor, I'll send you the link. All right, and moving on, moving on. to uh, our final bit of news here, video games. Video games. And EA. Yeah, well, this is kind of cleanup, I guess, from last Oh, week. yeah, this is cleanup. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 hit shelves, and... Well, digital shelves. Digital shelves. Also and real also, shelves. Yes. And Wherever also some gamer shelves, because, <laughs> you know... Some people don't pay attention to these type of news, and they just see, "Ooh, Star Wars! Just do a Star Wars game. I'm yeah. gonna buy new Star Wars." Yeah, well, yeah. So sales for this have been actually not that good. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yes. Um, the first week of UK physical sales were down sixty-one percent compared with the first uh, Star Wars Battlefront game. However, as a company. Uh, EA has decided to, quote, temporarily turn off microtransactions in the Star Wars Battlefront 2 as a response to the loot box backlash. Right. Uh, also, as a result of this, uh, EA stock went down. They lost $3 billion over the week. Dang. Now, $3 billion sounds like a lot, right? It is a lot. <laughs> it is, except when you're talking about, like, Hundreds of billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Uh, because even though they lost $3 billion, EA shares are still up 39% from last year. Yeah. Uh, because of anticipation of future profits uh, stemming from microtransactions across all other EA games released, most, including, most importantly, their sports titles like Madden and FIFA. Right. So even though they did lose three billion dollars in stock, they're still up from last year. And EA, as a company, is still just that. Yeah. A company. I don't think anybody saw all this crazy things actually making a dent on EA. No. That was never in the que- like never a question because the company has so many other games that they're out that are doing such game busters for them that it's not going to be a problem. The issue here is their uh, the public perception of now their Star Wars video games, right? And also Star Wars as a brand. This actually doing badly reflects upon Star Wars as a whole, and we're in a Star Wars year, so that's bad if you're Disney. Yes, uh, there is an online petition for Disney to pull the Star Wars license. Whether they will do that or not, no, I don't we'll think they will. I think EA is still a big player that they'll give them another chance. Yeah, 
um, this, but this can't, this can't be good if you're Bob Iger, though. No. If you're Bob Iger sitting there, you're probably like, man, what are those, what are those idiots doing? We have a movie coming out. Well, like, like, well, like we did report two weeks ago, Bob Iger literally <laughs> got on the phone someone. and called EA directly. Yeah. It's freaking great. Because it's like, why wouldn't you? Because like, if you, this is a thing, if you're a prestige movie that you're basically banking on being the most popular thing in cinemas in 2017 is like, yeah, has a, has a basic promotional material out that everybody agrees is bad. That's not a good look. So I don't know. It's, it's got to be a weird time over with Disney right now. Yep. For all sorts of reasons. But that's one of them. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah, but EA will always remain EA. Yep. Nothing's changed in that. Uh, moving on. Animal Crossing! Uh, did you delete this yet? <laughs> You're still playing it. Uh, I opened it twice over the twice over I the week. I deleted it because I knew I wasn't going to touch it again. Like I said, that's twice over the course of the yeah. week. But, <laughs> game not be for me, not be for me, but it's for a lot of people. Yeah. As this is Nintendo's second biggest mobile game to date. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp has hit 15 million downloads in its first week, making it the second largest mobile game launch for Nintendo behind Super Mario Run. Yeah. Uh, so far, there hasn't been any big announcements from Nintendo regarding these numbers, and yeah. there's nothing for them to really like They'll boast wait. about. They'll wait until there's some other milestone if it beats Mario Run or something. Right. My favorite thing to come out of uh, uh, this game this week. Did you see Chrissy Teigen's tweets? No. I don't follow a Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> I don't either, but everyone I was following retweeted her. Ugh. So she went on a tirade, like a rant on Twitter about how she doesn't like Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And she went into like incredible detail about it too. It's great. She was like, as an Animal Crossing fan, here's why I don't think this is all good. She actually broke down like legitimate concerns about this thing. And everybody was like, loving it. It was like... Here's this like model slash wife of like a musician, legend, John. like who's apparently a super fan of Animal Crossing, yeah. who wants to tell everybody that this Animal Crossing thing is bad. It was amazing. <laughs> well, you may not be able to get people of Animal Crossing to listen to stuff that's bad, <laughs> but if you're a fan of Destiny Two, you could get uh, their developers <laughs> to listen to you. Okay. As that's our next news story, Destiny Two. Uh, next week, Luke Smith and others at Bungie will detail the system side yeah. of the upcoming December update. Uh, this will include economy updates uh, about vendors and acquiring their gear, tokens, and legendary shards, uh, as well as investment updates, uh, the new reward system for weapons and armor, uh, gameplay updates, and more. Additionally, they will be answering some questions and addressing community feedback that they have been receiving since launch. So, uh, look for Destiny 2 to get better. <laughs> to get better? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're willing to listen to input. Oh, yeah. Um, seems like the, the, the uh, way that they wanted to run Destiny 2 as a product has been all about making sure they're listening to fans and moving it around fan expectations. Right. As opposed to Destiny, which was so stuck in stone, the engine of that thing was just so immobile that they couldn't make changes on the fly. Well, I think that's the good thing about doing a sequel is that they yeah. were able to learn from their mistakes. And because uh, the Destiny 2 engine is so free-flowing that they can do stuff like this where they'll take yeah. feedback 
put it out there for a week or two of testing, mm-hmm. and then refinalize it. Yeah, for a release. And I trust uh, I trust Luke Smith. Uh, he's a guy I've been following in the industry for a while. He used to work for One Up. <laughs> on the journalist side before he uh, went over to Bungie and yeah he's, he's a great guy he understands what people want and I think he'll do a good job of uh, making tweaks where they're needed yeah alright cool yep and that brings us to our final story of I, the night what do we got Fortnite, Fortnite. what yes. why because <laughs> they're suing a teenager what why oh you didn't hear about this <laughs> this is juicy gossip oh god okay <laughs> not ready Okay, so a 14-year-old is being sued a by... A 14-year-old? 14-year-old. Is that legal? Is being sued by Epic Games. That's not a man. Uh, being sued <laughs> for cheating in the game and then exposing that cheat <laughs> the, to others via YouTube. Huh? So, let me break this thing down. Okay. The teenager downloads Fortnite cheats. Got it. He makes a YouTube video demonstrating the hacks and advertising the website distributing them. Uh-huh. Epic Games... Uh, creators of Fortnite, then files a DMCA claim to take down right. the video. The teenager then files an appeal, okay. saying that he's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Now Epic Games must defend their initial takedown request, uh-huh. uh, to which they say requires a full legal action on their part. What? And also suggests that this would not have happened if the takedown wasn't appealed. <laughs> well, duh. And it is purely their obligation to hold up the DMCA claim. Essentially, this lawsuit has less to do with hacking and cheating and more to do with DMCA claim promoting hacking. Right. Promoting the hacking uh, that's being appealed here. This is a scary precedent. It is. It's a really scary precedent. That's why we're talking about it. Because, yeah, it's like this guy, 14-year-old, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, he knows what he's doing. He's cheating in the game. Besides that, he doesn't know what he's doing legally is what I'm saying. He knows what he's doing. Yes. As like providing a service to people who also want to cheat at that popular game, Fortnite. Yeah, it has over a million downloads. I'm being sarcastic, it's not popular. It has over a million downloads. Yeah, that's not saying a whole lot when the biggest games on Steam have like 13 million people concurrently. Anyways. (laughs) No, uh, he has no idea what he's getting into. And I don't think Epic really thought this through. Or maybe if they did... They don't understand how this looks from the outside. Yeah. So because tell me, Matt, how does this look? It looks bad. <laughs> no <laughs> way. How it looks. No way. Because it's this is not somebody who is eighteen even who has like legal like sit like we're talking to freshmen in high himself. school maybe. Yeah, barely. I mean, also this is weird. Like, yeah, as we were saying, this is weird precedent because if anybody can just say like, oh well, that repeal was bad. We want to we want to defend against the repeal of any DMCA violation. Then you, that's going to happen all the time if they succeed. Right. That's going to be a constant thing. Are you kidding? Like so? Like Nintendo is going to do it every day. Also, <laughs> uh, for those of us that don't know, what is the DMCA? It's about copyright. It's yeah. basically, for example, I put up uh, stuff from Fortnite, the video game. Uh, Epic, the creator of Fortnite, says that's my copyright being used in a way I don't like. I don't think this file's under fair use, so I'm gonna say, take this down. Mm-hmm. And then what the per, the video person can do, and what this 14-year-old did, yep. I'm gonna file for repeal to YouTube, basically. Say, hey YouTube, I don't think this is this is fair that they that the, they they did this. 
I think it should go back up. This is I think this is totally in fair use. Right, this is the kids. And they review it again, and basically, if they determine that it is under fair use, if it's a reworking of uh, footage, which is essentially what the fair use when it comes to video game footage on, on YouTube is, right. is that as long as you're creating new, like a purpose, like a new thing out of the video game stuff, it becomes beyond just reusing copyright. It becomes a new thing. And here's the thing in that the DSCA isn't just for video games. It's, no, for, it's for anything. all media. You mainly see this when yeah. uh, other people put up so, like trailers movie from trailers, movie trailers or music. music. Yes. Like if, if for example, we got DMCA. Yeah. When we put up the thing, um, well, the, we did the Grammy, Grammys, the, the live Grammy, Grammy stream. award stream. We got DMCA where they took off YouTube, took off our audio because it was like we found copyright from like Sony Music or something. Well, it was because because recording. the uh, Katy Perry uh, music uh, yeah. was performing in the background yeah. of us talking, so they picked up they picked up that they have audio. algorithms on YouTube that pick up copyrighted material. Right, so things will get flashed. Before they even necessarily anyone actually sees it. Correct. And no one's seen our videos, but we got flashed because yeah. they have algorithms constantly searching YouTube for that kind of thing. Anyways, long story short, uh, Too late. this is it's 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 a weird precedent because one, he's fourteen. No, come on. Two, uh, yeah, it's like we have to really have, and maybe this is what leads to it. We have to have that court case that determines what fair use really is when it comes to YouTube videos of video game content. Right. That hasn't happened, and that's why we have this kind of weird gray area with it. Nobody has determined legally, 100%, whether just showing video games on YouTube as a video is a violation of copyright law. No one knows. We just do it because it's something we can do. Right. So, yeah. Um, if this is what... Right, and the reason that, like, sites like Twitch can get away with this is yeah. because... It's not saved infinitely. I mean, Twitch only has a 14-day yeah. That was one of the period. ways that they built that in Twitch get out because that's one of the ways they said they potentially could get away out for it. Yes. But, like I'm saying, they can't get away with something that's not necessarily a law yet. Right. There needs to be some sort of law before we can actually determine whether who's on which side. And that's why this is weird. But maybe this is what leads to that. We'll see. Okay. Moving on? No, Anything no, else? that's that it. it. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't do any new video games. All right, solid. Uh, we're, we're done. We're, we, this is it. We, we have completed 100 100 episodes. of these in the can. Yes. 100 um, media, book media podcasts. Book podcast episodes. Yes. Uh, we have done... Uh, streams for video games. Other streams. Award streams. streams and... and uh, our March Madness brackets. And we did our Disney stuff. Like, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. This is the 100th episode of the Media Boat Podcast proper. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that'll do it for us then. Next week, we'll be back next Wednesday uh, with another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. Our usual streaming time live at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. You can find our YouTube channel by searching Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to us there and you'll get notifications when we're live which is really helpful also you can find us on social media we're on twitter at, at mediaboatcast we're on facebook just search mediaboat podcast on there we are on itunes if you want to hear the audio versions of this podcast sorry apple podcasts if you want to hear the audio version just search mediaboat podcast we're on the internet in all sorts of ways in our in written form on mediaboatpodcast.com 
go there if you want to see special features that we do every week, like box office numbers and new releases every Friday, as well as our written thoughts about movies, television shows, music, and video games that we play. All those are posted on the website for you to see, so check that out. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, if you want to help us um, with money, uh, we have Patreon. Patreon.com slash MediaVote is where you will go to help us out. You can donate to us to help us build more content that you love, uh, that you could potentially love, whoever you may be up there. Love us. Love us, please. Love us. Love us with money. As little as a dollar <laughs> a month. That's mi minuscule. That's like chump change. Dollar a month. You probably spend some several dollars every month. Donate as a, as a dollar, and you can help us become uh, even better than we already are. Make great content even better. Uh, that'll do it, I think. I think we Oh, and twitch.tv slash MediaVote is where you can find our video game streams. Yes. We didn't do one this week, but you can see archives of our streams. We did some Wolfenstein, the new Colossus last week. In the past, we've done some Jackbox party packs. We've yep. done... Uh, we're going uh, to do Jack... I'm going to get Jackbox 4 sometime within the following week. All right. And, um, and we're going to uh, do yeah, some we'll of that. check that out. Well, in the past, we've also done uh, baseball, football, Madden, and a show. So check out all that stuff on twitch.tv slash media, but we'll have more coming down the pipe soon as well. Yep. All right. That'll do it. So uh, thanks for listening to us slash watching us, and we will be back next week. In the meantime... See you on the other side of 100. Yep, see you in the triple digits. Wow. Yeah, weird to think about. Oh. Do you think we'd ever get this far? Absolutely. No. No? I've never done a podcast this long. No, no, no. Just zit. Just, just, you just want to like end after 100 right here? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would we stop now? It'd be insane to stop now. Because we hit syndication. That's not how this works. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. All right, bye. <laughs>